blessed Sunday to all of you, dear friends. You are tuned in to OLMC Sunday Best. This is a sharing of the Bible study group from the parish of Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Wan Chai, Hong Kong. Join us now in reflecting on this Sunday's liturgy for our life's nourishment. Good day, uh, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Sunday Best. We're into the 14th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Let's greet our Lord in the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. And let us, amen. amen. And let us uh, recite the collect together. O, o God, who in the abasement of your Son have raised up a fallen world, fill your faithful with holy joy. For all those you have rescued from slavery to sin, you bestow eternal gladness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and Amen. Welcome, and for those who are following us online, the first reading for the 14th Sunday is taken from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 66, 10 to 14c. And for the second reading, it's the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians, chapter 6, 14 to 18. And as we are in the year of Luke, uh, the gospel is taken from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 10, 1 to 12, 17 to 20. So we start with the first reading. A reading, a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her. All you who love her, exalt, exalt with her. All you who were mourning over her, Oh, that you must suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight at her abundant breast. For thus says the Lord, Lo, I will spread prosperity over Jerusalem like a river, and the wealth of the nations like an overflowing torrent. As nurslings, you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem, you shall find your comfort. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice and your bodies flourish like the grass. The Lord's power shall be known to his servants. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So. Let's do a little commentary on this reading. We are in chapter 66 of the book of the prophet Isaiah. The context of this is, this is what other scholars would say already, the book of consolation. Because, you see, uh, the start of the, the first part of the book of Isaiah there is really all the prophecy about the Babylonian exile. And then it happened, no? that the greater number of the people of Israel, together with the kings, etc., they were all exiled. And they lost what? They were cut off from land, 
from God, from the temple, from their traditions. Okay, so the, when the time for the reconstruction came, because Persia was able to defeat the Babylonians, so the poor people in Jerusalem, the ones who remained, and then the poor ones who also were able to uh, go back, what did they see? It was a fallen land. I mean, imagine, sometimes you imagine what's happening now in Ukraine, no? So if they come back, what will they see? Really uh, a land raised to the ground. <clears throat> and so this is the picture. Uh, this is the background. And what does Isaiah 66 say? It's the time of rebuilding. Okay. And it's like a time of new birth. That's why I, I have my Bible here. And... Uh, Verses 7 to 8, before this one, because we're already in verse 10, no? Verse 10. Verses 7 to 8 really gives the picture of a woman in labor. And I'll read this part. This is very interesting. So, <clears throat> before she was in labor, she gave birth. Before her pain come upon her, she delivered a son. Who has heard of such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall a land be born in one day? Shall a nation be delivered in one moment? So this is connecting imagery of a new birth to the nation of Israel. Yet as soon as Zion was in labor, she delivered her children. And so <clears throat> it continues with, Shall I open the womb and not deliver, says the Lord? Shall I, the one who delivers, shut the womb, says your God? And then we have what we have, the verses that we have today. Rejoice with Jerusalem and be glad because of her. All you will love her. Rejoice with her in joy. So uh, the call to rejoice you know, after a very difficult time of labor. Okay? Uh, the rebuilding of a new people. But I think what is more important here is the image of God as a woman. We're so used to see and hear God as Father, right? But here, this beautiful reading gives us the maternal side of God, if you want, the maternal image of God. Hmm? With all the with all the imagery yeah, that you may suck fully of the milk of her comfort, that you may nurse with delight in her breasts, no? And then all the 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 as nurslings, you shall be carried in her arms and fondled in her lap. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. In Jerusalem, you shall find your comfort. Three times, the, the word comfort, three times in one line. Yeah? So it's really a time of consolation. This, this uh, same reading is used also in the time of Advent, when we are awaiting the Savior. So comfort, bring comfort to my people. And, and then it ends again with a call to rejoice. When you see this, your heart shall rejoice and your bodies flourish like the grass. I guess this, uh, the importance of this reading, if we connect it to the gospel, is the, the spirit that we do the mission. Okay, because uh, now we shall be hearing the reading of the gospel and you will see the theme is the mission. But the first reading is connecting it with a time of rejoicing. 
beautifully because mission is really the announcement of the good news. So may we hear the gospel now? The gospel is really much a continuation last week where Jesus is approaching Jerusalem. If you remember last week, he sent his apostles before him. He's sending more apostles before him now because we are running out of time. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Lord appointed 72 others whom he sent ahead of him in pairs to every town and place he intended to visit. He said to them, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. On your way, behold, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Carry no money bag, no sack, no sandal, and greet no one along the way. Into whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest on him. But if not, it will return to you. Stay in the same house and eat and drink what is offered to you, for the laborers deserves his payment. Do not move about from one house to another. Whatever town you enter and they welcome you, eat what is set before you. Cure the sick in it and say to them, the kingdom of God is at hand for you. Whatever town you enter, they do not receive you. Go into the streets and say, the dust of your town that clings to our feet, even that we shake off against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God is at hand. I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Sodom on that day than for that town. The 72 returned rejoicing and said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Jesus said, I have served Satan fall like lightning from the sky. Behold, I have given you the power to tread upon serpents and scorpions, and upon the full force of the enemy, nothing will harm you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful reading. Um, you can see that it's actually a very much a continuation of last week's reading mm -hmm. where Jesus is sending his apostles ahead of him. But you'll see that he's sending more because it's now very urgent. He wants to spread the good news. This um, gospel is from the New Testament, but it's actually a very, there's a very much a parallel um, account in the book of the Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. So it's not the first time this has been accounted. So you see that um, there are lots to be done and we're running out of time. First time Jesus sent 12, now he's sending 72. And he's also sending the apostles 
and the 72 as to um, harvest. He's using the metaphor harvest. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting metaphor because if you think of, a, think of a farmers harvesting the field, it's not forever. They can take their time and forever harvest whatever that's been grown. What has been grown, if it's not harvest in time, will wilt and die. So this is a, a concept that Jesus wants to introduce to us, help before it becomes too late. You also see that at the first part, he sends ahead of him in pairs. He's not sending them one by one. He wants us to work in pairs. You, the important thing to remember is that I think this is something that we can all associate with. It's always nice to have somebody accompanying us mm -hmm. when we're evangelizing, when we're helping another person. It's always to have someone with us. Look at our church. Our church is a community. It's not a church of one. Mm -hmm. And look at the most blessed example, the Trinity. We don't worship one person. We worship three. And the three are always on the same page. Then we look. The labors are few. You think, hang on. We, there are a lot of Catholics, but one um, thought that quickly comes to my mind is that I've been uh, I've been um, told that there are a lot of so-called CEO Catholics, <laughs> the Catholics who only come to church on Christmas and Easter only CEO. <laughs> so there are a lot of. There are some laborers who go out and are very active, but there are a lot of pew sitters as well. It's also uh, important for us to, um, for those who are listening, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. Every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. So just start off by doing that little bit and God will always be there to help you. And for the rest of us to also encourage the second one to go along with us. Go on your ways. Behold, I send you out as lamb among wolves. If you remember from last week, this, this is not necessarily a, a bad connotation, but um, Jesus, as you heard from last week, he experienced the rejections from the Samaritan village. Um, he was very determined in what he wanted to do. So we also need to be very determined and to reach out the community with the good news before it's too late. There will be some that will reject us, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Then in the passage, it says, carry no purse, nor wallet, nor sandals. We're told to trust in our Lord. And don't worry about our personal possessions, things to pack. We're not going on a vacation. God is saying to us, we are ready. We don't need another five hours or 10 hours of Bible study. We are ready as we speak. And whatever we're not prepared for, 
don't worry. God will be there for us and help us. When we go and greet others, always offer peace because that's what Jesus offers. And when we go into the houses of others, when we greet others with the Lord's word of peace, be in the same house and eat and drink the things that they give. Another way to think about this is don't impose ourselves on others. Don't say, oh, you know, this is how I want to tell you my message. This is what I, you know, my, I start evangelizing at 7 a.m. in the morning and then, then I finish at 5 and I have my other duties to do. Meet people where they are. If they have, if they are troubled, if they need our help, let's go out and help them first. Let's not impose I, our styles to others. That's how we bring peace to them. Help them in their whatever they need. I can, I can, I always remember this. Father Law always says to the parishioners at the end of Mass, if you need help, say one Hail Mary and call Sister Victoria. Okay. Uh, if you remember, we talked about some people will reject us. And this is what the Lord tells us. He's very pragmatic. He's very realistic. But don't worry. The important thing is that you've planted a seed. Sometimes a seed needs time to firm up in the soil and then to grow. So you've done your part allow the seed to start growing. It may not grow, but you've done your part. There's no more to be converted. And feel blessed because whoever listens to you is actually listening to our Lord. So the Lord is with you every part of the way. If I may add just, just a little thing here. So this is a very rich reflection. Thank you, Patrick. No. Uh, one, yeah, the, uh, some other authorities put, because just so that you won't be confused, no? other authorities would use 70 instead of 72. No? But uh, that is immaterial. The thing is, uh, Jesus did not call only the 12, okay? He called so many others, and in that number, that's already like an invitation for us to feel that we are also called, okay? And then the second thing is the need to pray, because, you know, it's not our work. I mean, to say the, the coming, uh, the kingdom, this is the work of the kingdom of God, okay? It's repeated twice here in this text. The kingdom of God is at hand for you. And that's why it's urgent. And uh, we might feel sometimes we are not heard. No? Like, you, you notice there's a break in this text. It's 1 to 12, and then there's 17 to 20. Meaning, wh wh what's the 13 to 19 there? That's about the towns that who, uh, the, the towns where the gospel was preached, but it was not heard, okay? So Jesus himself is already giving us the precaution, the warning, uh, 
that not everybody will listen to you. Okay, but in the end, the end of the end, it has a happy ending here because when the seventy-two returned, they returned rejoicing. Okay, and maybe that is the one that connects to the first reading, no? Because we are preaching, we are invited to share the good news. We will not always be successful, no? But for sure, there will be some who will listen to the word. Okay, but just the same, see, see, uh, Jesus is. Teacher is already correcting immediately his disciples. Said, because the disciples said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us because of your name. Okay. But then Jesus was saying, No, that is not the motive for rejoicing. No, that the demons you can ex exercise and they are subject to me. But that your name, no, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. So the motive is always beyond us, no? It's the how we are connected to the destination, to God. What we are doing is not for ourselves. What we are showing is not our power, okay? But the power of God in us. And that has to be very, very clear to us. Otherwise, we get frustrated. Especially if we uh, like put the merits of our work on ourselves and our names. So this is a very good, uh, how do you call this? A way of uh, uh, going beyond in success, uh, the lack of success, the failures in the mission even, which are expected, you know, but always go beyond because... It is not us. It's not about us. It's about God. It's about the kingdom of God. And eventually we know he will win. So if we now go to the second reading, you know, uh, Mary Chris, you will see how beautiful this is connected. Good. Huh? Okay. Um, a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. For neither does circumcision mean anything, nor does uncircumcision, but only a new creation. Peace and mercy be to all who follow this rule and to the Israel of God. From now on, let no one make troubles for me, for I bear the marks of Jesus on my body. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit, brothers and sisters. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Does it give you some idea uh, from what I said earlier about the, the mission? It's not about us. So... As Paul is confirming, no? he is confirming here, may I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? 
for it's not so much the tradition, circumcision or uncircumcision, but only a new creation that God is able to make a new person out of me and that I am able to share this newness to others. You see, this is already, you know, that the second reading is a continuous reading. So when we started again, the ordinary time, we have been reading the letter of Paul to the Galatians. In itself, uh, it will not be, or it will be difficult to find the connection for the first reading and the gospel and the second reading, because the second reading goes its own trajectory. It has its own way, no? But just the same, the Holy Spirit guides our readings. The Holy Spirit guides our reflection. And so as even as we were commenting on the other readings, I was also thinking, oh my, if you are looking for uh, really somebody who could be a model preacher, evangelizer, we are given this in the second reading, the St. Paul. The St. Paul is really the example of one who... Who, well, he did not choose to be a disciple. Remember his life? St. Paul was really against Christianity. He was out there to persecute those who follow Christ, right? <laughs> but God has another plan for him. Okay? And so he can really say, this is not my work. I was called to do this. Okay, and then in that calling, he grew and he became so passionate in following Christ and preaching Christ that in the end, he said, I only boast of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. That is the only thing I, important for me now, that identification huh? Identification with the crucified Lord and the resurrected Lord. Uh, it's also here in Galatians, Galatians 2, 19 to 20, where you have the line, I now no longer live. It is Christ who lives in me because I have been crucified with Christ. And what I live now in my flesh is not my own life, but the, the life of Christ. Okay, so it's a, it's a full identification. It's not... Anymore now, uh, just following by preaching is really becoming like Christ. So he can talk of a new creation. Yeah. Uh, he has fully converted to the point of identification. So he can even say, I bear the marks of the Lord. No? In the, towards the end of the reading, you see that? From now on, let no one make troubles for me, for I bear the marks of Jesus on my body. It's not so much the stigma or the having the all the marks like maybe Father Pio or St. Gemma Galgani or uh, St. Francis, but it's really the totality of his life. When he tried to, what, uh, say about his experience of being a disciple. He said, no one has suffered more than me. In a way, you would say, this St. Paul is so boastful. No, but actually, actually, he said, I really suffered. The way that Jesus told St. Ananias when he cured St. Paul, of the, I will let you see how this man would suffer because of my name. So St. Paul really suffered. 
if you have chance to read uh, the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, chapters 10 to 12, he will outline there all his sufferings, how many times he was flogged, how many times he was shipwrecked, no, stoned, and taken for a dead man. And yet he survived everything because he has a mission. We, we have celebrated uh, the, uh, the Feast of St. Peter and Paul just recently, no? three days ago, June 29. Uh, we know about the martyrdom. You know, St. Paul is put in the same, almost in the same level of St. Peter. Because the church knows how much St. Paul really suffered for Christ. Okay. St. Peter is number one, being given the keys of the kingdom and, and uh, being the, the first of the apostles. No? But St. Paul is nonetheless. No? St. Paul, when it comes really to suffering for Christ, has the marks of Christ in his body, in himself. Is fully identified. And I guess that is the trajectory for any apostle or any disciple. Uh, we are not asked to be martyrs. No, the red martyrdom really with blood. But we are asked to follow and then to witness with our lives. Uh, in, in, I think in daily Christianity, we say white martyrdom. <laughs> White martyrdom. There's no blood there, but there is really the self-offering. Uh, the amount of sacrifice of saying no to oneself and what you like, what you prefer, you know, for the sake of Christ and for the sake of his values. Okay. Uh, can we, maybe we can go now to some of the sharing. Any sharing that comes to you? <laughs> MJ. Welcome, MJ. Uh, any, anything that comes to mind about this uh, missionary spirit that we are talking about? Yeah. Or any question? First, we start with the uh, people in the room. We have a lovely community here for those who are in Zoom. Okay. Marife, you like to start with some questions? You have been listening so intently. Actually, I just want to say about the first reading during the fall of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. I really feel how, how forgivable and how merciful is God. Yeah. Because this fall of Jerusalem, because of the people, they are not, they are they doing really obeying. so many things that really, something like God really hurt me. Because of what they did, so they were exiled to uh, exiled to Babylon. To Babylon, and then I can say that really God is really it's like a parent, like a father that He is really merciful. Because after seventy years, He He really touched the king, the king King Darius, or the, the Darius of Persia. Yes, the king there, with by telling them that please return. Yeah. to Jerusalem how come that uh, it seems that maybe he touched like uh, he touched by the Holy Spirit because why suddenly it came down let's them allow them to return back 
So that's why this is the, the fulfillment of the prophecy. Yes, how God is merciful, and uh, we we can't expect that God God really make His own way because He is merciful. Yes. So, and these are other part also here in uh, first reading. I'm oh, no, sorry in. Uh, in gospel, that the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. Uh, my my full understanding in this is about that uh, there are lot, there are so many uh, wonderful words that God wanted to share to to the people, but the laborers are few. Very few are like the priests, the missionaries. Mm -hmm. So so we sh there must have more, so that all this harvest must be delivered gathered. and gathered and delivered to the people. Do you feel called yourself <laughs> to do the harvesting? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> Everybody's called. Yeah. Yes. And what, what, uh, this is another part also here that uh, whatever house you enter, first say peace to this household. Yeah. If a peaceful person lives there, your peace will rest in him. So I, I just reflect myself that, for, for example, whenever... Somebody will invite me to let's go there to have a listen the Bible sharing because so many really this kind of things is very important to to many people, but still few people are, yeah. are interested to join. So I can consider this that uh, they are all inviting us or give teach us to have peace and uh, making ourselves closer to God. Like uh, let's go to the church. Uh, let's have let's join the spiritual seminar. So, if you will not refuse, so I think this will, will come to us because, of course, we believe because of our faith as a Catholic yes. faith. Yes. And last part of this is, uh, do not rejoice because the spirit are subject to you, but rejoice because of your names are written in heaven. Mm -hmm. So that in every success we have, it's not. Because only of our effort should be because God is God. with us. So that's the thing that because it was God who wanted it that way. Yes. So thank you, Mike. <laughs> First time, Mary Chris, what is your impression, or what would you like to? You have anything to share? What struck you? Well, uh, well actually, what struck me is that um, uh, you know, like uh, for example. We like when we do the the, the Lord's, uh, you know, uh, uh, we follow His ways, or when we do it, mm -hmm. sometimes are are well for me. Sometimes my I I will always afterwards, oh, I did so good, <laughs> and then I <laughs> the second reading is like I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's like um, mm -hmm. also reminding us that don't make pride or don't don't it's be not always you. complacent it's not about you and yes, it's, yes you know because sometimes you feel very smug or not smug like comfortable because you you feel that like you've done you, you've been a good you know catholic or a good christian mm -hmm. but there's always a reminder like may I never boast except in the cross of our lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. so don't don't ever, you know, be complacent. Don't be self-referential. Yes. Uh, our Pope Francis would use the word self-referential. Self <laughs> you, know, you just always reflect uh, the what the spotlight on yourself. No. But you see, Saint Paul was saying that no, it's not me. That I may never boast except no on the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Okay, the identification with Christ. Okay, anybody else here in the before we call the others in the Zoom? No? Okay. MJ, thank you for coming back. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So we call first in the Zoom uh, group. Anybody would like to share in the Zoom group? Uh, thank you for coming back, Daniel. I was wondering about you. <laughs> and I'm glad to see you there again. Yes, yes, I'm back. Yes. <laughs> Uh, were you able to follow even if uh, yeah maybe yeah. yeah yeah I'm following um no I just I think the uh, the gospel is good um mm -hmm. you know it, I guess it talks about in some ways I don't know if this is re referring to missionary work yeah. um but you know going from town to town and and trying to um to find hospitable households uh you know who, who will take you in and those who won't um you know it just strikes me that in this in this day and age that um you know it's it's kind of rare especially in a city like hong kong that we do enter strangers homes and and that you know we don't have the same experience um partly because of how we live in urban environments but i guess what you can do instead maybe is just you know try to make friends with neighbors try to introduce yourself and try to be just more you know more outgoing where possible and try to have these experiences with strangers and interact and meet new people but it's it is difficult in Hong Kong to try to have these types of experiences. Uh -huh. Thank you for that, Daniel. You're reminding me. That's a, that's my own uh, experience here in Hong Kong in the condominium where we're staying. You know, you want to, you know, just say uh, you smile or say something good in the morning, and it's so difficult. Yeah, so it could be the challenge, ongoing challenge, also for us, how to witness in this, you know, in this ambiance and in this. Uh, context yeah uh anybody else in the group in the zoom let me go yes yes, Kate. yes. Tiffany, uh, how are you okay surviving thank you thank you thank you um i think this gospel um probably the last one the last sentence Mm -hmm. um, because Jesus said, um, nevertheless, do not rejoice because the spirits are subject to you, mm -hmm. uh, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Right. So uh, Jesus was trying to remind the deport, the disposal, uh, be humble because mm -hmm. they were, you know, they're very excited, right? Oh, you know, yes. even <laughs> I can cast out the demon, you know, oh, can, powerful. Yeah, I'm so powerful. You know, sometimes you're just um, overwhelmed. Okay. And sometimes you even go, how should I say, um, arrogant, maybe, you know, to the extreme. So I think Jesus tried to bring them, you know, back on their feet, reminding them, you have to be humble. Yes. Okay, don't, don't get, you know, proud of yourself because the spirit are subject to you. But, you know, you know, be humble, because you, be rejoiced because your names are written in heaven. I mean, this is a very good reminder to all of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So is the one that I want to bring up. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Tiffany. Actually, that's very important. I, I that, that attitude of letting Jesus work in us instead of us becoming the center of attention. Yes. Uh, that itself is a preaching. Exactly. <laughs> that itself is witness. Yes. Yeah. Because and, all our uh, ability or all the things that we own 
are given by God. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. All you know, we did. We don't own anything in this world. All are given by God. Yes, not our merits. Thank you. Anybody else? There's Shirley. There's Sister Leonila. It's why I can do. I can say something. Yes, sure. Yeah. Um, I think the takeaway for me is what uh what Sister said just now about we uh we don't need or I think Patrick said we don't need another five. Bible study classes, where we are and where we are now, we can start doing. And the way to do it is not um, preaching, but meeting them where their needs are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just now somebody mentioned about it's difficult to make friends in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even try to do that. I just every day when I go out to the streets, whoever I meet in my path, you know, whether at my work, on the streets or, you know, in the bus or in the train, if there's an opportunity that they talk to me or I talk to them or I help them or they help me, yes. um, you know, the, the, the behavior itself is, is, uh, is able to convey a message, right? Whether mm-hmm. our behavior or their behavior. And that itself is, a, is an interaction, is a planting of the seed. Or if you, or when I meet a, a very old person who's uh, who seems to be suffering, uh, even as he walks, I would just say, you know, Lord have mercy, and that itself may have worked wonders without me knowing. Mm-hmm. So um, to me, that is something that we can do every day, uh, small things, and there's no need to no need to make a big deal of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. Thank you, HY. That's so yeah. beautiful. It's, it's like we are saying, how can we develop a missionary attitude without even saying a word? You know? That's beautiful. Thank you. Sister Leonila, can we hear your voice? Uh, okay, I will just share a little. <laughs> the microphone or the telephone is ringing. Okay, now I would just like to say, mm-hmm. because of our faith in Christ, Mm-hmm. We all have a mission to fulfill, yes. to bring hope and consolation to the discouraged, mm-hmm. just like Isaiah, mm-hmm. to bring peace to others, to calm the hearts of those who are living in fear. This time, there is so much fear around us. Right. And most of all, to bring Christ to others, who is the, the center of our faith. Only that one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Yanila. Yeah, it's the content of our uh, preaching is really peace, no? Just as we heard it in the gospel. And then comfort. The first reading. The first reading talks so much of comfort because there's so much suffering around, maybe also inside us. Okay, Shirley? Or, yeah? Uh, yeah, Sister. Mm-hmm. Um, just a short. Um, Share it. Mm-hmm. I have been lucky. I've been following Father Lowe's um, talk about St. Paul mm-hmm. and his three journeys. Yeah. And one of them, especially when he was, I think, in Athens, he, he wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. He was just teaching or preaching sort of like Jesus Christ the, the died and risen and mm-hmm. things like that. Then uh, cut the story. Uh, story short that afterwards then he realized the most important for us Christian or Catholic that is not just Jesus died and he crucified died to save us 
Mm-hmm. So the Christ that sort of really crucified and died. That's why in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's what uh, St. Paul written in the mm-hmm. letter, especially because he didn't start writing what I think uh, Father Law said is so something like later in the years or so of like uh, near the third journey. Yes. The first, second journey, he didn't start writing all those letters, mm-hmm. only sort of later in the years. Yes. I think he only lived for about 50, 15, 59 years or something like that. Yes. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, for me, I mean, I've been telling you I baptized for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And I always think, oh, Lord Jesus Christ. But mm-hmm. after hearing that, which really t- touched me is that the cross the Jesus that died on the cross for us. I think that's very important to us. Mm-hmm. So this is the second reading, you know? Thank you. Yeah, for yeah the second reading. That. Thank you. I, I am yeah. glad you're really following the Bible study of Father Law. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not hearing what he's saying, you know? Because uh, others just do it for, you know, they don't, they, they don't have anything to do. But really, you are studying, no? you are learning a lot from this. Father Law was telling me, uh, maybe just three three days ago, he said, our RCIA, you know, the uh, adult, the ones who were baptized as adults, they are everywhere now. We cannot get them to to come back to church. So what he's doing is like a new evangelization through the mass. Some are, you know, some are complaining, why is the homily... And the Bible study so long. He said, because that's my only chance to again to yes. evangelize. No, because I cannot meet them anywhere else. Mm. So it's really the mass. He makes it like a Bible study. The first part yeah. of the mass is really a Bible study. Yes, yes. It's very important. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I attended his uh, liturgy course for more than three years. Very mm. interesting. The shame is only in Cantonese. Yes. But I learned a lot Very about yeah, mm-hmm. our religion. I mm. mean the history. So really good. Tell Thank him that you. I've been following. <laughs> Thank you, Shirley. So yeah. uh, here's Patrick now. Um just wanted to wrap up. Um the one person that comes to my mind, mm-hmm. the humble attitude and completely allowing the Lord to work through her to evangelize brings to mind our mother Mary. She went through a lot of suffering too, but she never complained and was always very humble and never took any credit for her work. So with that in mind, let us recite the responsorial psalm. I do want you to think before we recite it asks you to cry out, but mm-hmm. when you cry out, think of your favorite hymn and keep that in mind as you cry out. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. Shout joyfully to God, all the earth. Sing praise to the glory of His name. Proclaim His glorious praise. Say to God, how tremendous are your deeds. Let all on earth worship and sing praise to you. Sing praise to your name. Come and see the works of God. 
his tremendous days among the children of Illinois. He has changed the sea into dry land. Through the river they passed on foot. Therefore, do not let us rejoice in him. He rules by his might forever. Hear now, only you who fear God, while I declare what he has done for me. Blessed be God who refused me, not my prayer or his kindness. Let all the earth cry out to God with joy. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed Sunday, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to OLMC Sunday Best. Please join us again next week for another episode. Have a blessed Sunday, everyone.